Welcome to our Bible Half Hour. Today we are going to read a Bible passage in the book of Genesis. We are going to uh, read in two versions. Uh, we are going to start with the version of the message today. The book of Genesis chapter 37 verses three to five and verses 26 to 28. <clears throat> Okay, how many of you have read the book of Genesis twice? Can you raise your hand? Okay, so you must be familiar with some stories or some uh, important, uh, I could say, life, spiritual life we can see in that book. So, uh, before we start reading, we are going to pray uh, together. Merciful God, praise be your name in all nations. You are the God of love and peace. May the light of Christ come to us as we read the scriptures today. Amen. Uh, so uh, the Bible passage also is on the screen. So we are reading first in the message version. Israel loved Joseph more than any of all his other sons because he was the child of his old age. And he made him an elaborately embroidered coat. When his brothers realized that their father loved him more than them, they grew to hate him. They wouldn't even speak to him. Joseph had a dream. When he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. Now we are going to read verses 26 to 28. 
Judah said, brothers, what are we going to get out of killing our brother and concealing the evidence? Let's sell him to the Ishmaelites, but let's not kill him. He is, after all, our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. By that time, the Midianite traders were passing by. His brothers pulled Joseph out of the cistern and sold him for 20 pieces of silver to the Ishmaelites, who took Joseph with them down to Egypt. So we are going to read in the second version. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all more. Judah said to his brothers, what we will gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come. Let's sell him to Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. <clears throat> when I read this Bible passage, I wonder where I can find myself in the story. Do I find myself filled with jealousy and greed like the brothers? Or am I the one who is harmed by others like Joseph? I was born and raised in the Aymara indigenous community, which has nurtured me to understand what it means to live in brotherhood and community life. For example, people in my community always help each other in building their houses or come together to sow their fields or harvest their crops. 
grandparents and parents often teach children at meal times as the whole family gathers by telling us stories about respecting younger ones and older ones by showing them care and love. And they usually advise us, we must not be a people without any feelings of compassion. They meant that we shouldn't have an empty heart. Also in my community, all children greet all the elderly people by saying, <clears throat> hi grandpa, hi grandma. Even though they are not their grandparents. Among indigenous people, there are no better person. So all of us are brothers and sisters. I have always felt that my Aymara indigenous community is a huge family like Jacob's family. Sometimes I smile with joy because not only in my indigenous community, I am called sister, but also within my Quaker faith community in Bolivia, the believers call each other brother and sister. The poverty in Bolivia made many indigenous young people to go abroad to look for jobs before 2006. That is the year when an indigenous president started governing Bolivia and the situation got better in our country. My family was one of the poorest families so my siblings and my father went as, uh, went as immigrants to Argentina. I am the youngest of 12 siblings. The ones who are alive are three brothers <clears throat> and three sisters. When I finished high school, I traveled to Argentina, like most Bolivian youth, to earn some money. <clears throat> in Argentina, I was working in a factory where many Bolivians were making different kinds of clothes, but the conditions were bad and they were treated as slaves. Every day they looked very sad and tired since they had to work from 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. Despite the long hours, they were only paid 10 cents or 15 cents for each item of clothing. Seeing that injustice against Bolivian people made me feel uneasy.
I could see how much they were suffering. So I prayed to seek God's guidance in spirit about how to respond to this issue of injustice. And I became clear not to support that system of oppression. After the Holy Spirit helped me to discern about this situation of injustice against Bolivians, I decided to return to Bolivia after five months of working in the factory. I had earned enough money to continue my studies in my country. I hoped by doing that, I could make a difference in the world. I believed that action was a peaceful way to fight against that oppression on Bolivians in Argentina. It was not easy to go back to my country since my sisters and my dad disagreed about this decision. For instance, when I told my dad about my decision, he said that we were a poor family and that there was no even food for us in Bolivia. I understood their concern for me. However, I had to depart even though my beloved sisters said that I wouldn't be their sister if I would go back to Bolivia, where there was no future for me. I traveled by bus to Bolivia for three days and all the way I was crying hard because the relationship with my family was broken. Yes, it was hard to be disowned by my sisters at that time, but I felt I was learning to not accept injustice that was around me. And I had to do something at individual level to practice injustice, to practice justice. So I just let the light of Christ work through me regarding the system of enslavement. In Bolivia, I continue my higher education studies in the best and most expensive language institute. After three years, I graduated from this institute. The day of my graduation, one of my sisters who came from Argentina was invited to attend my graduation with her family. That day, she walked toward me and gave me a hug and said, congratulations, Emma. Now I know God is with you. So from now on, I won't interfere in your decisions about, but I will support you. This first experience of practicing justice in Argentina taught me that I was called to the kingdom of God to build a sustainable community within my family and in society. Also, this experience helped me 
to understand much better what it means to walk with God in righteousness. This morning, before we pray together, I would like to share two queries with you. Where have you seen people being mistreated by others? How did you feel about that? And how did you respond to that? How as friends can we bring the light of Christ into the situation where there is no mercy? <clears throat> 